0: The following spooky podcast is not for children and contains discussions of adult themes. In addition, this particular episode briefly discusses emotional abuse. Listener's discretion is advised. And remember, listeners, the spookiest thing you can do is listen to your own needs.
1: welcome back to the Three Little Words podcast, where we read and rate romance novels on steaminess, dreaminess, and meaniness. I'm Nicole.
0: And I'm Claudia.
1: And today, we are joined by a very special guest. Drumroll, please.
2: Marn. Hello, I'm Marn, you may know me from Argonauts, or one of the other very many podcasts I make on
0: Moonshot. <laughs> it's really nice to have you back for another Halloween episode, Marn.
2: Ooh, thank you. It is so good to be back for another Halloween episode. Can I just say
1: that I love that we are now have two Halloween monster fucking episodes with you guest starring? <laughs> I know! Like, it's pretty <laughs> great. I actually really love this. <laughs> Because I'm sure, like, I honestly, it didn't even occur to me that it's like, oh, there could just be a regular old horror story with romance in it that we can technically read, but I like how we just defaulted to monster fucking.
2: (laughs) It's true. This one is definitely more, like, like, I feel like the last time I was on it was at least a little bit, like... There were horror elements, but this is just like full throttle monster fuck. Yep. Yeah.
1: So this week, we will be discussing Sweet Berries, Cambric Creek, Sweet and Steamy Monster Romance, a book two by CM Nascosta. What did you think of this book?
2: I really liked it. I liked it a lot, yeah.
1: I fucking loved this book. I was like, okay, oh my God. Cause I was describing this to some of my fandom friends and literally like the first couple of pages, I was like, yo, this is violently horny. And then I was like, oh no, am I in love with the Mothman? And it's like, oh no, I am in love with the Mothman. And so I was telling Claudia before we started recording that I've been playing Baldur's Gate 3 obsessively. (laughs) And the reason I started playing was because I saw Asterian, beautiful like elf vampire guy. And I was like, oh, my God, he's so pretty. I have to seduce him. But then I started playing and I fell in love with Gale, the wizard, because he's such a fucking dork. And literally, I'm like talking about this in my fandom discord. And my friend me, shout out, was like, you know what, that makes sense for you. I was like, bitch, what the fuck does that mean? And she was like, you like bookish, nerdy, dork types. And I was like, oh God, you clocked me. You clocked me so, so good. And then I read this and I'm like, oh God. (laughs) Damn it, me, you were right. Now we know. Anyway, I'm in love with Merrick the Mothman.
0: Actually, it makes sense, too, because one of the things that <laughs> you liked about um, the makeup test was Colin Benjamin, who's basically uh, <laughs> Merrick without wings. <laughs> <laughs> These just
1: fucking dorks. And I'm like, oh, no, it's so endearing. You're so cute. And you're a little afraid. And I love this. <laughs> And that's why I'm in love with a Mothman. I really do
0: like this Mothman. He's good! He's such a good character.
2: I like the subversion. I mean, I it's, I guess it's not a subversion now, because, like, a lot of people do it, but I like having the monster be, like, the, the weird dorky guy <laughs> in the monster-human
0: <laughs> relationship.
1: It's so good!
0: I'll say that I didn't read the author's note going
1: in. No, oh, me neither.
0: <laughs> you know, I was waiting this whole book for some bullshit third-act conflict. <laughs> You know, like in every book that we read? Mm-hmm. And authors know, if you are looking for a third-act breakup, you will not find it. If you are hoping for a plot-heavy narrative full of angst and tears and groveling, it is not here. This one is pure cotton candy, folks. No plot, just horny slice-of-life vibes. The only content warning is for the fluffiest boy and a gentle reminder that in addition to not paying therapy bills... I can't be responsible for any dental bills you incur after consuming these 600,000 words of candy. Reuse discretion is advised. If you can't follow a nonlinear narrative, you should probably move along.
1: It's just so cute. So, okay, I now have sort of like a monster fucking scale in terms of like mm. how much I enjoy this particular monster fucker content. So like fucking way over on one side, bottom of the barrel, primal imperative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> middle of the road, get in my swamp. Yeah. And then on the polar opposite side of the spectrum, like beautiful, perfect, flawless in every single way, we have AITA. Mm. And so this is definitely more on the AITA side of the spectrum.
0: It's really good. This is definitely the best straight monster fucker book we've read.
1: Absolutely.
2: I will say this made me want to read the other stuff by this author because a lot of it is like set in the same town yeah and this book gives you like such a small taste of like the political climate in like this (laughs) world in this town
0: and i was like wait i want to know more about that hold on Can I say I really appreciate how fucking weird the mothman was. (laughs) Yeah! Also the cover does not fucking do him justice. They basically put like a moth head on like (laughs) on Fabio's body. (laughs) But like this boy is a weird insect twink in the book.
2: I feel like the cover doesn't do either of them justice, because the Yeah, like they're neither of them is really supposed to be like conventionally attractive.
0: Yeah. And they
2: gave him a six pack on the cover. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, it just occurred to me i didn't read what this book was about (laughs) let me read the little little blurb here grace has a job she loves a community she adores and plenty of friends But her lack of bedroom action has left this event planner too horny to think. Also, take a shot every time the book says too horny to think. Oh my god. (laughs) When one ill-advised night at the bar leads to her giving an exhibitionistic show to an unknown presence outside her bedroom window, she thinks she's hit a new low. When her voyeur turns out to be a nebbishly charming mothman, Grace needs to decide if she can trust her body and her heart with this garnet-eyed stranger before he flies out of her life for good
0: nevishly is that yiddish
1: i feel like yes
0: it is yiddish
1: yeah i was gonna say it sounds very yiddish a person especially a man who is regarded as pitifully ineffectual timid or submissive yeah i think that's my type
0: (laughs) honestly i do feel like this author is probably jewish just from like the vibes honestly (laughs) (laughs) i could see it well do we want to get into
1: it let's get into it first line of the book she was too horny to think immediately i was like oh lord
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> what are we getting ourselves into i am so scared
0: i was so afraid when i heard those those words i was like in my soul i was like i really hope this isn't another primal imperative <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. I think I literally said out loud to my wife within like the first 10 pages of this book, like this is shockingly horny for the first 10 pages of a romance novel.
0: Yeah, especially after the much shorter books that we read last year for Halloween being not that horny. And then this one is like twice as long as both of them put together. And it's so much hornier.
1: Grace works at this CSA type of place. A farm. That's probably what it
0: is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It is in fact a farm.
1: Yeah. She's incredibly horny. Grace is divorced. And since her divorce, she hasn't really gone out too much. The way her friend speaks to her is the way my mother speaks to me. (laughs) What happened to, I'm going to start going out more. I'm going to start being more adventurous. You act like you're 80. What do you need to rush home for? To have your bowl of mushed peas and tuck into bed after a wheel of enticement? That's literally how my mother speaks to me. I'm like, girl, <laughs> let me play Baldur's Gate for another 68 hours.
0: Do we want to talk about her ex-husband?
1: Sure. I forgot his name. Something with a T.
0: Form? Uh, something, Something like that?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's some, like, fantasy name. Like, I almost said Trump. That's not what it is. <laughs> no thrump thramp it's like Torgol or something torment torment yeah Tormond. i don't know t-o-r-m-a-n-d
0: so yeah Tormond is a minotaur and grace describes how the entire five-year relationship that she was in was essentially a long parade of emotional abuse which later on in the book, she's like, it, it definitely was an abuse, copium. Yeah. Even though she like knows in herself, she like doesn't want to say to Merrick, I guess.
1: Yeah. I, had to, I mean, because she just says like, but it was very unhealthy, something like that. Yeah. It's like, girl, <laughs> emotional abuse.
0: I think you can tell the all, ma'am.
1: Yeah, he's so sweet. He'll understand. He's an angel. I love him. He's perfect. Can do no wrong. Merrick, come off, man. Please call me. My phone number is 203.
0: Second divorce monster fucker book here.
1: I was just about to say. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think (laughs) here's an unexpected trend in our Halloween specials.
0: (laughs) What a weird niche.
1: (laughs) oh baby have i got a book for you are you into divorced monster fuckers
0: because here you go <laughs> so are we gonna talk about her co-worker that's always flirting with her yes or basically sexually harassing her
2: yeah i thought that like he was getting built up to be like an antagonist and so that he just like
0: disappears yeah he yeah. just leaves he literally, like, drives off at some point and we never see or hear from him again.
1: Yeah. Also, his name is Brogan. Brogan.
0: <laughs> uh Brogan.
1: But this part with, like, introducing him and his advances and stuff i was sending like screenshots of this to my discord and i was like we haven't even gotten to the mothman fucking like this is just about her minotaur coworker. this is crazy
0: yeah she like grabs his balls at work or something Mm
1: -hmm. yeah no i was like again only a couple pages into this book and i was terrified i'm like this is so horny i'm scared i'm fearing for my life right now but hang on i want to like Oh, this made me laugh. Broken had been coming out of the barn, stopping short as he saw her approaching, a lascivious grin spreading across his bovine mouth as he ogled the amount of bear skin she was showing. That bovine mouth had me cracking up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Big cow face.
1: (laughs) But yeah, he basically keeps being like, hey, so like you want to fuck behind the barn where no one can hear us or see us? And she's like, God, that meme, like nails digging into the flesh of your thighs just incredibly horny, that's her.
0: But she feels it's probably a bad idea since they do work together, which yeah, true
1: i need to stress again violently horny she could easily envision exactly how long and thick his cack would be and knew all too well <laughs> the delicious pressure that came from being filled by something with that girth i've been doing that in my dramatic readings and now did you
0: say that yeah, on purpose
1: on purpose yes okay <laughs> don't worry i haven't been infected by massachusetts that bad so that and then this had me losing my mind like i was crying she could almost picture the giant puddle of his release that would be left in the grass, the dirt, or wherever it was they would choose for their illicit assignation once it had gushed out of her. Like, damn, bitch, how much is he
2: coming? That's crazy.
0: <laughs> there is a lot of cum in this book.
2: Yeah. They do apply several times that, like, the farm that they work on has, like, A place where they milk minotaurs? Is that what they mean by the milking? I think so because he says like several times that he's gonna go
0: there and like come a bunch. Girl,
2: that's what the first book is about.
0: Well, now we gotta read the milking one. I know,
2: (laughs) but it also like implies that minotaurs come milk. Like, they have a conversation later yeah. that that is, like... Oh, my God. I highlighted
1: that conversation because I was, like, this is so gross, but, like, yeah. so funny to me. <laughs>
2: that is, like, deeply the implication of that conversation. I was, like, Hello? Oh my god! Like, surely that is not the implication I'm supposed to be getting out of this.
1: I have it highlighted, so dear listeners, I will read that bit out loud when we get to it. Because I was like, "This is gold. <laughs> this is like horrifying and so horny. I'm so scared, kind of."
0: I just did not process milking at all. Yeah. Okay, so that night she goes out to a bar with some of her coworkers. And Brogan makes a pass at her again. And she just decides, like, this is probably a bad idea if I fuck him. I'm just going to go home and jerk off instead.
1: Yeah, because she's literally like, he had to go to the bathroom or something. And she's like, when he comes back, I absolutely will let him finger bang me under the table. And I can't (laughs) let that happen.
2: Because he starts to. Yeah, he like starts to 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 trigger her under the table. Oh, he does he? Yeah. And then she's like, I gotta go. That's crazy. Bye, everybody. Earlier
1: that day, Grace received like a ton of blackberries from work. And so she just kind of leaves them in her screened-in porch. She's like, I'll deal with these in the morning. And she's like, all right, time to go upstairs and rub one out. So she does just that. And then she hears like a a whomp or something in the tree outside of her bedroom window. Something, someone was there in the tree watching her from the darkness. The thought alone of some unknown being – just outside her window should have been unsettling. The reality that someone was watching her as she undressed should have been terrifying, should have made her lunge for a towel or her robe to hide. Instead, her nipples tightened at the thought, helped along by the slight breeze, and a fresh ripple of desire heated her core. You did say you were going to start being more adventurous. Carl, that's a big step to take.
0: Okay, what do we think of these exhibition scenes?
1: Okay, this first one, I was a little uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I don't know why I like this.
0: I thought it was really hot.
1: (laughs) I also think because she eventually reaches for one of her many sex toys, and they make a point to say that, like, you know, sex toys have become more adventurous. So it's like, oh, you want, like, minotaur cock dildo? There you go. And she pulls out a goblin one, and I had just finished slaughtering a bunch of goblins in Baldur's (laughs) Gate, and I'm like, this is not sexy to me.
0: It really begs the question, what is a goblin cock like?
1: I don't know. Now it's like I kind of want to find out because, I mean, we got her off.
0: Yeah. Who doesn't love... (laughs) (laughs) Goblin. Goblin. No, I shan't.
2: These nuts. Yeah. Yeah, it isn't really described, and it does a little bit beg the question, huh? <laughs> yeah. Also, how many Dolo's does she
0: have?
1: It's implied that she has a good little variety here. She got the variety pack from Costco.
0: Because later on, she's... she's <laughs> puberty. Later on, she's kind of, like, accused of being, like, somebody who fucks a bunch of different monsters for, like, the experience of it. And it's like, she's not, but... <laughs> i think in her heart of hearts she kind of wants to be
1: i feel like you can't not be curious yeah you know if i lived in this perfect world i too would be curious <laughs> about fucking all the monsters
2: yeah yeah i did i did like the world building where it's like oh yeah it's a town full of monsters you can like go on the internet and get whatever monster dick you want <laughs> Like <Yeah>. that's normal because <laughs> when they said that i was like oh yeah like of course that makes
0: sense that <laughs> yeah, tracks I also like that it's not just like. I feel like in the live monster books, it's like there's one monster species that either yeah. people, like everyone knows about it, like in AITA, mm-hmm. or like it's a secret thing. But in this one, it's just like fucking every monster is here. It's a real Halloween town situation. Yeah. And I I really enjoyed that. I I thought it was cool that her like best friend there is a dryad and she works for a centaur. You know, she dates a mothman. She was married to a minotaur. It's interesting.
1: It's very fun. Again, just
2: a perfect world that she's living in. Couldn't be me they like also establish that there are like cities that have less monsters in them and they're more like human centric and yeah. also that like mm-hmm. some of them have like more like different expectations for monsters which they like get into later which I thought was really interesting again I, I came out of this being like oh damn I want to read the rest of the books of this series because there's a <laughs> lot of like socio-political world building that's really interesting <laughs>
0: yeah also like humans are the dominant species on Earth, it seems. But also, Grace at one point is like, not only am I, you know, a member of the do- most dominant species on the planet, I'm also <laughs> a member of the most privileged race. I'm like, we still got white privilege in Monster World? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah.
1: But also, I feel like that would be the case. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, so yeah, I mean, like, we can just like wrap up this first scene here.
0: Oh, yeah, we kind of got off got off topic here yeah she's she's jerking (laughs) off for somebody outside her window yeah i really thought it was hot i was very surprised and excited to have a sex scene in the first like 20 pages of this book yeah if we're counting this as a sex scene which i think we are
1: self-sex yeah
0: self-sex and also like you know there's a group aspect to it as well, or a mm-hmm. partnered aspect in a way. The fact that she was into it mm-hmm. is what made it good for me. Like, if she jerked off and then at the end she was like, oh, I don't know, if somebody was outside my window, I would be like, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. But she, like, immediately hears this person and she's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just gonna go for it.
2: Yeah. Which I admire,
0: like, kind of a girl boss.
2: Yes, absolutely. Can we talk about, it, like, establishes that different species come differently, and they specifically say that that selkies come in, like, a gust. (laughs) I like that because I was like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Like,
0: (laughs) like, ocean spray?
2: I guess. Like, that's the implication, right?
0: Yeah. Also, aren't aren't selkies all women? Not that women can't have dicks of course but like isn't that the whole thing like old fishermen steal their their little seal pelts and it's like ah you're my wife forever now i think so
2: i think they're mostly women but yeah i i like that because i was like what does that mean
0: yeah also they mention like lizard men with two dicks
1: i had Mm -hmm. this shit highlighted that's what i wanted to talk about (laughs) because like you know she's you know rubbing one out to this To whatever is outside her window and she but she doesn't look and so she's just like letting her imagination run wild thinking about who or what could possibly be watching her and she's like oh maybe it's like a bat person so they would fuck her upside down she's like oh it'd be so messy once he comes in me i'm like damn bitch And then, yeah, she was like, oh, maybe it's like lizard people and they have like two cocks and whatever. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, this is so horny.
0: I did appreciate that she tackled the question of do the cocks come one at a time or together? <laughs> <laughs> it's very, you know, if a dog wore pants.
2: Would it wear them like this or this? If a yeah. lizard came, would he come like this or this? <laughs>
1: You know, asking the important questions. But yeah, so she gets off with this goblin vibrator, and then she just passes out because she's so tired from this, like, crazy orgasm she just had.
0: Be like that sometimes. Good for you. (laughs) The only thing I didn't like about the writing is, I think at times it was hard to tell who was talking. Mm -hmm. Because I think that the author, she uses pronouns when she should be using names. There's one point where there's kind of like a group conversation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Kalia and Grace are talking back and forth, and I don't know which one is talking because it just says she. There's a conversation at the grocery store later, and I couldn't tell who was talking because they didn't use pronouns whatsoever <laughs> or names. It was hard to keep track. That's my one gripe with the writing in this book. Mm-hmm. I did like it, but... I did find it a little hard to keep track of at times.
1: Fair enough. But yeah, so Kalea is her best friend and also co-worker at the farm. And Kalea is the one who's really been pushing Grace to like, get out there and, you know, go meet somebody or whatever. And she's also confused as to why Grace keeps turning down Brogan's advancements. And it's like, he's so cute. Like, and also, he'd probably... Fuck you to death, which is kind of what you want. So what's the deal? But, you know, they're coworkers. Messy. Don't do that. Trust me. Do not do that. It is not fun. (laughs) So I had this highlighted because they talk about the Hemmings who were, without a doubt, the most Mm -hmm. attractive residents of Cambridge Creek, a clutch of dark-haired werewolf brothers with sparkling eyes and wide, white smiles. And I was like, oh, are they going to come in later on? They have to be who book three is about
0: almost certainly right
2: yeah they're like the protagonist of like two of the other books in the series because i was like it's weird that they get mentioned and like built up as important and just like not really talked about and i looked at the other books and i was like oh yeah like all of the other books said in this town are about them i got it
0: yeah there's a lot of like political talk around them mm-hmm. where like Okay, first of all, apparently the incumbent mayor in this election was largely elected on a pants-optional policy (laughs) for the town. Yep. Which I think is very funny. (laughs) They don't really explain why they're likely to be voted out this election in favor of one of these werewolf boys, but it seems like it's going to be a landslide victory, and there's a whole thing where, like, oh, if you want, like, this community event planning thing, to happen at the orchard, you should make sure that you put up like these hemming for mare signs along the way. A little, a little confusing.
1: Yeah. I feel like we need the backstory from book one. Yeah. Oh, well. And then also more story in book three because book three is about Lowell Hemming. So it is about one of the Hemmings brothers. Okay, I really liked this scene where another friend of theirs, uh, Enica. So Enica and Kalea, Pressure Grace into installing the Growler dating app. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. girl, let me download that right now. <laughs> uh- <laughs> So I just thought that was like a very fun scene how they got her to download the app and then we're just kind of scrolling through profiles and like, you know, judging them and stuff It is honestly one of my favorite activities. I love doing that shit. It's so fun.
0: I also found it funny that they assure her that the app is not just for werewolves, (laughs) which kind of reminds me of how apparently Grindr is not just for gay men. What? Yeah.
1: Yeah since when? I don't know. Uh,
0: at huh. least since 2018 when I found that out.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Can't say I'd sign up for it ever.
0: No. I can't say either. I I feel like I would only get Chaser's on grinder.
1: Oh no. Okay, there are a couple of like funny moments in here when they get her to download the app. This is the Manticore from the bank. I knew he looked kinky. Anyone that meticulous over the bills facing the same way is going to be into spanking. That's an obvious tell. <laughs>
2: It's really fucking
1: funny. It's so good. I was like, honestly, you're probably right. I
0: just keep thinking about like the logistics of spanking a manticore. <laughs> it seems just, I don't know, the angle seems off to me. Plus they got that scorpion tail.
2: That's so true. Wait. So true, bestie. <laughs>
0: Or I guess maybe he spanks you, but at That's the same what time, he's, he's got, like, claws, mm. right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I mean, like, my cat smacks me sometimes. It's like, <laughs> but, like, horny. <laughs> <Warnie, laughs> do you think that these monsters have any, like, humanoid elements to them? Or do you think it's, like, pure monster? Like the Manticore, for example. Do you think he's kind of, like, a dude standing up a little bit, but, like, has all the body parts? Of a regular mm. Manticore?
0: I think he's on all fours. The fact that they have like specialized clothing and stuff. And oh, that's true. That leads me to believe that maybe there is a need for if a Manticore wore pants, would he wear it like this or like this?
1: Also, I feel like that would just apply based on like different builds. Like, you know, we don't have the same like hind legs and stuff and tails mm-hmm. as a Manticore. So it's like, is it specialized, specialized clothing? Or is it just like modified human clothes because... Essentially, they all still like, kind of stand upright. Maybe. I'm just thinking like... I feel like at this point, I have established that I am a monster fucker. But fucking a manticore is like more bestiality territory than monster fucking territory. He's got a human face. In my humble opinion. <laughs> so, you know, they're going through this dating app. And, you know, Grace is just like, I'm not really into this. And so she thinks to herself, it's going to take someone really special. And really special doesn't just drop out of the sky. And I was like, ho, ho, ho bitch. Ooh. You're going to fall in love with a Mothman. And then also I'm going to fall in love with a Mothman. Unexpected plot twist. And then we get to exhibitionist scene number two.
0: Let me tell you, when I was surprised and excited that there was a sex scene like 20 pages into the book, (laughs) let me tell you, I was even more excited that there was one like 30 or 40 pages (laughs) into the book.
2: Yeah, they really give you the old one too in the first like Uh 50 pages. So the first one was
1: like, fine didn't really do it for me I was like kind of like oh this is weird this one I was really into and I think because she's like fingering herself and knows that whatever is outside her window is outside her window and she says too bad you can't take a taste and like invites him in essentially where she's just like oh like I know you want to taste my vagine and I'm like this is really hot like it's like okay now you want like audience participation (laughs) I dig that
0: it's like an improv show now
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I wish the Ben Schwartz show was like this. I'm in <laughs> love with him.
0: <laughs> oh, that really got you. <laughs>
2: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just the idea of you're watching someone mastery and they're like, now give me three words. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, I was really digging this. She says, it's too bad you're not a little closer. If you were, you might be able to take a taste. That was what she needed, she considered. Not a date. She could buy her own dinner, and making mindless small talk with a stranger wasn't going to cool this fire in her blood. She needed someone to go down on her until she came against their tongue, and then fuck her until she was boneless and finally able to get a good night's rest. I was like, girl, mm-hmm. you are so real, honestly. But yeah, because, okay, again, the beginning part of this book was like violently horny, but now I was like, okay. Now I'm into it though. (laughs) I think just so much so fast kind of like scared me a little bit because Mm -hmm. I feel like it was setting the tone for this entire book when it didn't really. It kind of gave us like a little like you know little taste. Mm -hmm. I feel like the first like 20 pages of this book were just very misleading.
0: I can see that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but like this shit got me though. I was like, okay, because now he participates. Oh boy.
0: Okay. First of all, can you tell us about this bit? And then I want to have a conversation about the logistics of this bit. <laughs>
2: oh God. All right, let's do it. Yeah, so she invites him in and she's masturbating in her room and she feels like someone touching her from outside the window. She like gets the goblin dildo back out and is like fucking herself on it. And yeah, she like feels someone touching her from like outside the open window and like you don't know what it is yet and you won't for another like a hundred pages <laughs> <laughs> and at this point it's like is Mothman psychic? Is he yeah. like telekinesis fucking? He, <laughs> yeah that's right? What that's I what I thought, I thought was too. going on. Me too I absolutely thought there was like telekinesis happening. Same <laughs> to again, be honest again
1: Baldur's Gate brain rot I'm like oh he's using a mage hand yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: so true okay so obviously we're we're not gonna play coy with it it's obviously the mothman it's his tongue which seems to be like infinitely long hell yeah Uh baby i'm willing to suspend disbelief there also dell thought that syra had a long tongue oh boy (laughs) Kyrie to get herself a moth woman
1: I had to look up the name because I'm like I think I know what the name for this is, and so I just I had to confirm proboscis. a proboscis. Yeah, oh proboscis yeah. is that his?
0: I said proboscis.
1: Proboscis, anyway. Yeah,
0: so that's what I was picturing. And then there's a later sex scene where he goes down on her, and she describes she hang on. uh <laughs> Let me search my book for cock like.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> you out later that he just like keeps it coiled up in his mouth all the time how can he talk it's rolled up like a like a fruit by the foot right because she like when they make out later she like has the thought that like there's no tongue action happening and then later when she like finds out that he has like an incredibly long tongue she's like oh okay i understand now but it's like Well, if it's just rolled up the whole time, how is he talking? What's happening? And also, it's
1: like how far is like what's the position of the bed, for, like to the window? How
2: far is it, away is it? Like is she on the bed or is she on the floor? I she's thought she was on the like bed. Oh, okay, she's farther than I thought she was then. <laughs> Like, she's on the
1: bed, Coochie facing the window.
0: Yeah. See, I didn't even picture as Coochie facing the window. I figured, like, Coochie was facing perpendicular to the window, and he just kind of... I know the listeners can't see this, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> a sharp, degree turn.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nah, Coochie facing the window. She was giving a show. He mm-hmm. was
2: seeing straight up through there into her cervix. Like... <laughs> the description like it seems like someone is like actually fingering her because she doesn't know what's going on and i guess she like doesn't know to equate it with a tongue
1: also because it does like this sucking thing against her clit and so she's like what is happening
0: yeah Yeah. so this is where i went back and forth there i'm like oh it's it's like a (laughs) <laughs> like a proboscis, like he's, he's sucking up her nectar like it's a flower. But like, later on in a sex scene, we get the endless length was a slithering probing cock-like intrusion that had her fisting the bedding as he pressed into her walls, finding the spot inside her that made her see stars. So like, that implies to me that it's like a normal tongue that is just like infinitely long. That's what I thought, but in this she, yeah... <laughs> But then later, they go back and say that it's, like, long and thin. And I'm like, which is it? <laughs> it can't be both. Because I don't think of, like, a straw as, as cock-like, really.
1: Because it said cock-like intrusion. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just, like, the penetration of it all. Which okay. is what makes it cock-like. The fact that it's able to, like, get up in there, you know? Like, a normal human tongue, you know, could only reach
0: so far. Mm.
1: So that's, that's what I was thinking.
0: Anyway, so <laughs> that's the conversation I want to have about logistics, because I was just, I was so back and forth on it.
2: In like the early chapter, it also seems like it's like moving too quickly for her to see it because she like yeah. definitively does not see what is
0: touching her.
2: Well, she doesn't look at it.
0: I think she tries to look one and it's not there. Yeah. And then she's like, whatever, I'll just accept it and close my eyes.
1: Because I think her whole thing was like, she knew she could look and then she just didn't. And then when she felt something, she was like, I could reach for it, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Something like that. So I think she just like, was just experiencing it. She's like, no thoughts, head empty. Something in or around my coochie. All I need, baby. (laughs)
2: Imagine if you were just, like, passing by this house at night and saw a guy sticking his
0: whole last tongue through the window.
2: He's <laughs> like, feet away through <laughs> the window.
0: It's like, it's like, um, Patrick in that episode of Spongebob where his eyes, like, go through the door. <laughs> oh, but yeah, he, he sucks her damn soul out through her clit.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah, he does. Sheesh.
0: She's never had an orgasm quite like this, one that's twisted behind her stomach, making her legs shake and go numb, her whole body trembling, every nerve ending she possessed coalescing into one. It all centered on her clit, which was still being sucked by her thirsty voyeur as if she were the last glass of water on Earth. All she could do was grip the edge of the pillow she straddled and hold on for dear life as she shook. Grace felt her vision begin to go spotty. She had never come this hard, nor for this long, the pleasure beginning to border on pain when the suction released. Whatever it was had wrapped around the swollen, throbbing bud, enveloping it in a slippery embrace, tugging gently as she slumped. Her muscles had clenched so tightly around the goblin dildo, she nearly felt cramped. I'm sweating. I like the descriptions a lot in this book.
1: They're They're very good. good. These are good sex scenes.
0: Also, I was literally walking to class while listening to this in the (laughs) audiobook. I'm like, goddamn. (laughs) It's like I got to do dark room photography in a minute, man. <laughs> uh, and then she immediately passes out after she comes. Again. Again.
1: And then for the next two nights, she's like patiently awaiting for her Peeping Tom to swing by, but nothing. He ghosts her. He sucked fucked and then ducked.
0: Hey <laughs> oh, man. Well PC sucks.
1: That's true. Anyway, at that moment, I was like, I think I'm into this. I think I'm into this Mothman business. Where can I find one? (laughs) We hop on Growler
2: real quick. (laughs) It's really funny that the, like, implication that Mothman in this is a species, because, like, traditionally, Mothman is just, like, one guy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I like that she knows, like, a family of Moth people.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And apparently they have, like, they have little caterpillar babies.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, it's cute. Yeah. Can I get bred by a mothman? That's a
0: question I had too. (laughs) Should I save this for later? I want to talk about it in general. Is there interspecies breeding in this universe? Like in the D&D world, it's like there are certain humanoid species that can crossbreed, but others who can't. So, like, what happens if a mothman fucks like a minotaur woman
2: i feel like there must be because it makes a point of saying that grace is on the pill yeah and also i have the knowledge of having read the summaries of the other books of the series and one of them <laughs> takes place in a fertility clinic
0: <laughs> ah interesting Well, I want to see all the weird hybrid people now.
1: Mm. Me too. But also, good to know. I'll get bred by the (laughs) Mothman.
0: I also got a question about werewolves. So, like, (laughs) hit me with it. Are you born a werewolf in this world? Or do you still, like, have to become a werewolf? Like, are you a human until you get bitten by a werewolf? Or can you just be born a werewolf?
2: It seems like you can just be born like that. Yeah. I don't think, like, having to
1: get bitten is, like, a thing in this universe. I think it's just, like, this is just a species. <laughs> yeah, because they, they also mention vampires later.
0: Yeah. It just confounds me to no end.
1: I need to know all the details.
0: Listen, Miss Nicosta, can you please send me your fucking lore bible? <laughs>
1: send me your lore bible? <laughs> well, also, I'm imagining having to give birth to through my vaginal canal of a caterpillar. Actually, I feel like that might come out easier than like a human child.
0: It's all kind of like one tube. You don't have to do the head and then the shoulders.
1: Yeah, but also like how big is this caterpillar? Yeah, is it like human baby sized? If it's just like a life size one, like this tiny little guy.
0: I have to assume it's like human baby size.
1: Oh God, that's terrifying actually.
0: Imagine (laughs) having to push out a minotaur as a human.
1: Oh God, with the horns. They're probably not
0: born with the horns, right?
1: They probably got, like, nubs, but not, like, fucking, you know.
0: I, I need to look up a picture of a baby cow.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think cows are born with, like, a full head
0: of horns. <laughs> oh, baby cows. Yeah, no, no horns. Anyway, so there's, like, a book we're talking about, right?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Grace is at work after like several days of waiting for her mysterious nighttime visitor to come back and she's doing event plannery stuff. And uh she she meets a moth man <laughs> who <laughs> who rocks up to her CSA stall in the evening and is very very awkward about it. He's like very socially awkward and doesn't wear any clothes, which is like <laughs>
0: specifically pointed out as weird in the narration. <laughs> it's like, it's not like it's unheard of. Yeah. But it's just- it's still like, do you, you walk around like this, man?
1: Because the uh-huh. whole thing is, it's like, if you're not hanging dong, then you don't have to wear clothes, essentially. But it's like, if yeah. you have like genitals that are out
2: and about, cover that up.
0: Yeah, you should wear pants.
2: <laughs> yeah it, it specifies that like a lot of monster people don't think that they should have to wear clothes and like mm-hmm. but in a lot of places like legally they have to yep <laughs> but yeah this Watchman he's not hanging dog so he doesn't have to wear pants <laughs> he's naked and grace like oh that's a little weird but like i i guess fine And he very awkwardly indicates that he wants to know about, like, the blackberries that they're growing at the farm. And Grace is like, oh, like, they're all picked over already. I don't know what to offer this guy. And she's like, well, like, what about blueberries? And he's like, no, I want blackberries, (laughs) question (laughs) mark. And she's like, well, I guess we could, like, go check out the field or whatever. And she realizes as she's, like, having this conversation with this guy, That it's the guy who has been watching her from outside her window. Because she realizes that he is making like the moth noises that she's been hearing. Like the clicking Um, and chirping sounds. Yeah, she goes under the table to get like a flashlight and she hears him chirping. And she like sits up so fast
0: that she like reams her head on the table. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, though, if I was in this situation, this is a nightmare situation for me. It's dark. I'm in the middle of a field. Uh (laughs) This guy, who I've been like anonymously masturbating for has found me at my place of work
2: uh, <laughs> grace like thinks that she's yeah. like oh this is like a horror movie <laughs> and like he's, he's gonna like put me in his trunk or something and she confronts him and she's like why are you here how did you find me he's also wondering why didn't you come back <laughs> yeah she's also like why didn't you come back And he is equally freaked out. And he's like, oh, I followed your car.
0: No, it was that her car has a logo of her car. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, the car has like the logo of the farm wrapped around it. (laughs) And so he like saw it in her driveway and came here. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm in love with him it's disgusting he, <laughs> he so he tells her like at, you know he found her place of work because of her car and he says i'm sorry i i didn't mean to watch you i mean i did but i didn't mean to i shouldn't have i should have left i i smelled I smelled the berries. I love blackberries and it's been so long since I've had them. Do you have any idea how hard it is to get farm fresh fruit in the city? I stopped in your yard when I smelled them and then I I got distracted. And she's like, you got distracted by me? And he says, I smelled the fruit and then I smelled you. You smelled amazing, much sweeter than the berries. I I wasn't able to help myself. And I was like, sir, I'm going to pass out.
0: (laughs) I did like the scent talk.
1: I know. I'm it's like, I not normally
0: my thing, but I was, I was pretty into it here.
1: I think it's just him. I think I'm just in love with him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He doesn't say it in a creepy way. Yeah. No. He's like, you just smelled really nice. Yeah. yeah. He's,
1: just, he's just a fucking dork. I'm obsessed with him. He <laughs> says, I'm so sorry. I wanted to apologize. I flew past your house the one night to see if you were home to leave an apology note, but then I thought maybe you had an alarm or cameras and I didn't want to wake you up. And And then... <laughs> she's like and then you watched me again and he's like i'm so so sorry i feel like i violated you and that's not what i intended i i just wanted to let you know oh my god
2: and then she's like hey, don't worry about it man it was
1: it's fine yeah his name was merrick and by the end of the hour she was smitten girl me too
0: mm-hmm. so merrick is a scientist or like a researcher He studies circadian rhythms of pollinators and how they're affected by, like, different changes in the environment, something like that. Mm -hmm. A really specific field that I don't think I would have come up with as an author.
1: He says, I study the agricultural impacts on the migratory habits of seasonal pollinators, you know,
2: like bees and hummingbirds. This feels to me very like this is like something that the author is either personally interested in or they like have a friend who could tell them
0: everything about yeah. it.
2: It's so specific. So, yeah.
0: Also, I gotta, if you two would join me over here in the conjecture corner.
1: Of course. So, I live here.
0: <laughs> Merrick is so autistic coded.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: like just so blatantly obvious. <laughs> Like, his inability to really talk to people or make friends, his constant, like, social outcastness, his little special interests that he can talk endlessly about, and how, like, he, he becomes so much more confident when somebody listens to him talk about it for a long time. He stims a lot in subtler little ways. And then here's where I, where I go a little off the deep end here. Grace is plural coded.
1: Okay, I saw a couple instances where she said we. Yeah, she thinks yeah. in we's
2: yeah. a lot.
0: Okay, I gotta ask, CM Nascosta, we're probably gonna at you in this episode. Do you think we, like when you're referring to yourself, do you say like, okay, we're going to go to the store now? I desperately need to know so that I can send you some links, maybe. <laughs> Like, I don't normally break the prime directive like this,
2: <gasps>
0: but this isn't <laughs> typical.
2: It's also, like, inconsistent, though. Like, sometimes she says we, and then other times she says I in, like, her yeah. internal monologue. Like, I, I did pick up on that. I was like, ooh, was a little weird.
0: Yeah. So a selection of very plural thoughts in here. We want them to have the best view, after all. He's sweet and adorable, and we're going to fuck him in- into next month. Why then should it matter? Because you liked him. He's the first person you've actually liked in a long time and now he's gone. It's always like a voice in her head too. Mm -hmm. She never says like her voice in her head, you know, like, I know that people like phrase it that way. Sometimes that's part of why I didn't realize that there were actual people talking to me inside my head for a while, (laughs) but this is all you're looking for a good time. He's sweet and funny, and he made this magical field of light just for you. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the last one. It just came up slightly too often for me.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, that's, that's my thoughts. We got plural for autistic.
1: I feel like I wouldn't have picked up on it if it was just like once.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was
1: like, oh, no, like this happened several times. Yeah.
0: And that voice is always like distinctly you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's like, who are you? Anyway, that's my thoughts. Uh, thank you for coming. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Say the line, Claudia, et
1: <laughs> Oh, my God. I have so many dreamy highlights just because I'm in love with him. I'm so serious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's see. He continued to talk, his voice having completely lost its nervous stammer. He was passionate about what he did. Grace could tell. His deep voice ringing with the surety of someone who was clearly book smart. All of his shyness and nervous tics forgotten for the moment. He's cute. A little awkward. Definitely a cute weirdo. Kind of a dork, but that's cute too. I'm obsessed with him.
0: She does call him a at one point.
1: Because he is! I'm in love with him. So they're talking. She's like, oh, you're going to love it here. Everyone's really friendly and welcoming. The words had barely left her mouth when she stumbled on an unseen rock in the field. His arm shot out, catching her shoulders and preventing her from falling. And she clung to his form as she regained her footing. And I was like, oh, yeah, they got me with that stupid little trope.
0: Let me tell you, I'm glad that they didn't try and be like self-aware about that trope and be like, mm-hmm. what is this, a romance novel or something? Yeah. <laughs> that would have killed it for me. But the fact that it's like genuinely she trips, he catches her. it It worked for me. It was also pretty memey.
1: I also feel like sometimes it's forced, which is like, oh, like she's so clumsy tripping on her own mm. feet. It's like, no, they're in the dark out in a field. So it's <laughs> very natural. Like it doesn't seem forced. And a lot of the times I feel like it is very forced. Yeah. I'm like, here it makes sense. Okay. So I'm not gonna, I'm not upset about this. Oh my god. And then she's just like, she asks him back to her place at this point, I think, right? Really? Right. Yeah, because she's like, Oh, you know, there's no berries out in this field. There probably oh, won't yeah. be until next yeah. week but I know where you can get a fuck ton of berries. And he's like, oh, I don't want to impose on you any more than I already have. And she's like, baby, please come on over. She says, it's no imposition. There's no way I can eat them all by myself. And I hate to see any of them go to waste. And so she like kind of asks him out and she's like, "Okay, what do you say that we meet at the observatory tomorrow night and then you can come back to my place? And he says, oh, I want to, but I can't. I have things to do at home. And immediately he's like, oh, no, this sounds like I'm making a really bad excuse. Like me at the Subaru dealership on Friday, finding (laughs) out that my identity got stolen and being to the, the, the dealer man. I'm like, hey. I'm being so serious right now when I say (laughs) I just found out my identity got stolen. (laughs) This isn't some like weird excuse I'm making to get out of buying a car. (laughs) But then he's like, oh, but like you can come back to my place though. And that he just has work to do for part of his lab rotation. So he isn't making some silly little excuse. And he says, I I came to say I was sorry. I didn't mean to watch you and I shouldn't have come back. That was appallingly bad manners. (laughs) I know you said you're not mad, but I just want you to know I am sorry. But but I'd like to see you again. Get to know each other if if you wanted to. We can meet at the observatory and then then you can come with me, maybe? Or if you'd like, it won't take me long to record the data and I have a telescope and there's an excellent view of the northern cross asterism from the deck. Scorpius tends to be a bit low and the light pollution from town makes it a bit harder to appreciate until much, much later. But if if stargazing is what you're interested in, we can still do that stargazing and berries. And I'm like, I'm going to marry you right now. And that is a threat. (laughs) Like, how dare you be this adorable? I'm gonna throw
2: up.
0: And then he kiss- or she kisses him. Yeah. It was forward of her and her cheeks burned as she dropped down from her toes. He's fucking tall, by the way. Yes. Trying not to notice the adorable way his fluffy mantle puffed up and antennae bobbed above his head.
2: Because she's, like, very charmed by the fact that he thinks that she actually wants to, like, go stargazing. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I guess that wasn't really the point of the thing, but, like, it's, it's a little bit romantic that he's, like, still... Trying
0: to give me this stargazing activity. Uh, Not the misunderstanding social cues.
1: He's so cute.
0: (laughs) So they go on this date to the observatory.
1: He gives her flowers. Oh, he does give her flowers. Yeah, which is cute.
2: He gives her a little thing of a lily of the valley.
0: Yeah, they talk about town a lot and they talk about their pasts. He asks her, like, so did you move here with anyone when you moved here a few years ago? <laughs> kind of like vaguely fishing for like, hey, are you married and didn't tell me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> she also wants to know if he's married and tell her. Yeah. I don't think yeah. that
0: occurred to her until this point, though. No. Yeah.
2: He, he, like, asked her and she's like, oh, he's trying to see if I'm in a relationship. Wait a minute. What if he's in a relationship?
1: Yeah. She says, what about you? You just moved here this month, right? Are you here alone or do you have, like, seven little moth babies waiting for daddy to come home somewhere? <laughs> but before that, oh, God, they're so fucking cute. I love them. I'm obsessed with them. But they're in the observatory and they're not alone and they're talking and like clearly having a good time and Grace laughs. And so there's this like lizard couple off to the side that kind of shoot her a nasty look. So she says, I think they want us to be more serious. She'd giggled to him in a stage whisper as they moved around the observatory's dim interior. Too bad, he said lightly, pulling his arm free from hers to thread his long spindly fingers with her own. I'm a scientist. They don't get to judge me. And this isn't a library. Besides, science is supposed to be fun. Let's go outside." I'm like, I'm going to kiss you. I'm so serious. I'm in love with him.
0: Do lizard women have two vaginas?
1: (laughs) They don't need to. They have a butthole.
0: (laughs) True. Okay, yeah, sure. (laughs) Well, question answered. Also, I must have completely skimmed over this line the first time, but she thinks to herself that she's excited to go back to his place later. Quote, He's adorable and awkward, and if books and movies have taught us nothing else, it's always the cute nerdy guy who loves to eat pussy. Yeah!
2: (laughs) I also love that his uh, his reaction to her asking if he has kids is, no, I'm a scientist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love him.
0: Damn it, Jim. I'm (laughs) I'm a scientist, not a father. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Merrick also talks about how he's like never lived in a place with so many non-humans And he's like only ever worked with human co-workers in laboratories And it's very clear that they always like isolate him I don't think they ever straight up bullied him But it's clear that he's never had like an actual work relationship with someone
1: It's giving like microaggression Yeah They're not like straight up moth racist but it's like <laughs> You know, yeah,
0: mm. they're like,
1: mm.
0: they're like, hey, Merrick, you want some nectar? <laughs> I I was just going to go get some.
2: It's like, sure, you are Brad. <laughs> <laughs> this is also the scene where she realizes that he's like nocturnal. Well, he's crepuscular. He says,
0: yeah. So he like wakes up in the late afternoon or something, right?
2: Yeah, he like wakes up in the evening and he usually works nights. So she, like, realizes that he has been, like, coming and looking through her window, like, on his way to work, basically. <laughs>
1: which is so funny.
0: Oh, what a morning routine.
1: Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, let me just go on my little, like, morning jog to work. and th- Or flight, I guess. Cause he, he flies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you just stumble across this. And you're like, oh, you know, I was running a little late. I forgot to eat breakfast today. Let me sneak some of these blackberries. And then suddenly you're eating pussy. You
0: know, as you do. As it happens. We've all been there.
1: (laughs) They're getting a little handsy. They don't end up hooking up quite yet.
0: Why don't they hook up? I kind of didn't get the reason. He's just like, oh, I I can't tonight, essentially.
1: Yeah, because she's like, do you want to have another taste? And he says, yes. And that's why I shouldn't come over tonight. But I'd like to see you again. If you'd like to. That is, if I didn't scare you off with all the bats and the hummingbirds. I'm going to kiss him. I'm so serious.
0: How do you imagine his mouth?
2: Like a human mouth. Like a human mouth, except apparently his
0: tongue is all rolled up in there, like (laughs) a fruit by the foot. (laughs) Before they said that he had, like, lips, I was initially like, does he have, like, the the weird little, like, pincer mouth? Mmm. Like a triangle one.
2: She also, like, feels him up and is like, oh yeah, his dick is, like, sure, in there somewhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, for about half the book, I imagined him with a little triangle mouth.
1: I imagine him with just like a face and lips. Yeah. Because on the cover, he has a
2: regular man face. Yeah.
0: Did you guys see the illustration at the very end of the book?
2: No, oh, thanks, what? man. Hold on. Because it's
0: much clearer what he's supposed to look like, in my opinion. Oh, oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into it.
0: It's not quite what I imagined, but it's a lot closer than, than you know, what the he- yeah. whatever the hell is on the front of the book
2: the cover is just like a buff man and they put like antenna on him yeah, yeah we also like meet one of her friends
1: tris mm-hmm. and like she's talking to tris about stuff and tris is like a reporter or some shit but like very observant and so grace is like looking at her phone and tris is like okay so it's not work and it's not family that means you've either found time for a hobby or you're fucking someone new Gracie, I do believe you owe me a little something. Who is he? And so she's like, ugh, like you're going to dig up details if I don't tell you anyway somehow, you nosy bitch. And so she just tells him about everything that's going on. And so she says, I'm not fucking anyone. I went out on a date the other night. He's new in town, a mothman. He's a scientist, works at the school. We've only been out that one time and I thought we were going to make plans for this weekend, but I haven't heard from him yet. And he's like, mm. These men act like boys and then they wonder why they're treated like infants in their relationships. If you haven't heard from him by Thursday, delete his number. You're too good for that. And I was like, "No, math man, why aren't you texting her?"
2: <laughs> this is also where you find out all like the political stuff about like the yeah. the, the mayoral election and yeah. her friend is like, "Oh, you should put up like the Hemings for Mayor sign if you want like your meeting to go well." I'm going to vote
1: for Hemmings because uh, apparently they're all sexy, and that's what I want in my politicians, sexy. (laughs) I'm
0: going to vote for the incumbent candidate because I don't really want to wear pants.
1: God, you're so real, honestly. (laughs) Also, there is a very funny line here that I had to highlight, I'm sure many other people did too. And so basically, uh, Tris is like, listen, if all you're looking for is like some sex, that's easy to find. And so like if you're in the mood for a horny partner, I'll make you a list. And so Grace says, "Let me guess, like your name would be at the top of the list." And Tris says, "I'm a satyr. If I weren't horny all the time, I would just be a goat." Grace and I was (laughs) like, "That's kind of funny."
2: I also highlight that (laughs) line. Good
1: line. So they're back at the at the farm orchard now, and they're like, "Okay, we kind of got to get our shit together a little bit because we have company coming over tomorrow. So this place needs to look good." And so they're like, "Okay, well, who's coming?" Those busybodies from the horticulture department at the university, they're working with some scientists on making the community farms more hospitable for local pollinators. They're sending some lab coat know it all out to talk with us and old man mills up the road tomorrow. I talked to the guy for three minutes and I'm already pissed off. Real patronizing. I can already tell. And so she's like, oh, well, Merrick hasn't talked to me in the last couple of days. And so she's like, I'm just gonna fucking text him. And so she texts him, are you a lab coat know-it-all? And so like... A couple hours pass by because he's probably sleeping. And he says, I actually just put my lab coat on. And now that you mention it, people have called me a know it all. So, yes? And so she texts back, Are you the lab coat know it all coming to the farm tomorrow? And he says, How am I supposed to surprise you if you already know about that? Hey, wait, is that what he called me? If people snatch away my surprises, what do I have left? We've already been through this. I'm not that smooth. Someone told me that even scientists get to have love lives and families. I've not yet tested that hypothesis, but I figured there was only one way to find out. Besides, a beautiful little birdie told me that the blackberries will be ripe this week, and she needs to help me pick them. I'm going to marry him. I'm going to kiss him and marry him.
2: I did like their little text exchange a lot. I thought it was cute.
1: They're so cute. I'm obsessed. I'm going to throw up.
2: It is very funny that like, there's no real explanation for why he didn't like talk to her for three days except that he was busy like i get it (laughs) sometimes you're just bad at texting
1: i also feel like maybe he would he's like bad at keeping secrets and like surprises and he was going to spoil it so he was like oh i can't talk to her so i don't spoil the surprise
2: that is really funny i would i am willing to accept that as an explanation i like that
1: a lot fast forward to the next day we (laughs) we we meet brogan again. Oh yeah. And this part I was like, ew. <laughs> this is the fucking part. So he's talking to Grace and you know, she's like I'm not fucking with you right now because I've got I've got Merrick. And so he's like, "Oh, we should, you know, go on over somewhere else, you know, where no one can hear you." wink wink you can moan as loud as you want wink wink nudge nudge and so she says I'm not wearing my traipsing shoes today and besides you need to get a move on if you're going to be back from break before Cal wants to have his meeting what if there's a backup at the milking place you want to give them time to drain every last drop and he says oh don't you worry there's no danger of a dairy shortage here
0: don't call it (laughs) dairy man
2: this is the part where they like weirdly imply that it is like an actual milk thing (laughs) Hang on, I need to read that again (laughs) without vomiting.
1: (laughs) Oh, don't you worry. There's no danger of a dairy shortage here. She held her breath as he adjusted himself, lifting his huge testicles from where they were confined in his snug jeans. Squeezing her thighs together, she tried to look unaffected. You need to have a glass sometime, Grace. This milk does a body good.
0: (laughs) Not a glass of cum.
2: (laughs) So fucking Brogan leaves and Grace like realizes that this meeting between Merrick and Cal has like ended and she's like, Oh, he left without saying goodbye. And she gets a text from her like gossip reporter friend who's like He's had five different addresses in the last four years. Like he's probably trash and like he's here for a good time, not for a long time, and she gets very sad and she's like, Oh, I liked him. And he's clearly not interested in me, but then Merrick comes back for her. I love this part also. They were joking
1: earlier where she was like, Oh, don't mothmen like kidnap kidnap innocent yeah. women and someone he's like, <laughs> No, this is an urban legend. She's feeling kind of bummed out that he left without talking to her. A low thrumming was the only indication that she was wrong. The buzzing of a high-voltage wire, growing in intensity as her head whipped around in the gathering darkness, the sound only just registering when Merrick suddenly appeared before her, dropping from the sky in a graceful landing, making her shriek in surprise. Sorry, he gasped, gripping her by the shoulders as she wobbled on the gravel. His antenna danced in the lamplight as she reeled, red eyes peering down in concern. Surprise quickly gave way to peeling laughter, and once she started, it was impossible to stop. Leaning into his strong arms as she shook with mirth, he could claim it was an urban legend all he wanted. The way he'd appeared like some giant winged menace was more than just a bit disconcerting. No wonder humans make up stories. And he says, (laughs) I I got turned around out in the field, and I didn't want to be walking around lost all night if you were waiting. I I wasn't sure if you were. I thought you might have left, but I didn't want to keep you if... And then she just like kisses him and I'm like, oh, he's so fucking cute.
2: I'm obsessed. And it comes out that Cal like gave him the wrong directions to like get yeah. out of the farm and like set him off to the pig fence. What a bastard. <laughs> he like catches her up on his meeting and then they go to pick blackberries together on a little date. Yeah. They're so cute.
0: They're very cute.
1: And oh boy. <laughs>
0: yeah. When he's out yeah. in the field, he starts he he starts slurping that tongue all around.
1: Oh my god, I'm obsessed <laughs> again. So many parts highlighted in here.
2: Well, first of all, they talk about her ex husband, and then they like start almost having sex at the field. <laughs>
1: Okay. Oh my God. I had to highlight this part because I'm like, I'm normally like the whole jealousy thing pisses me off more than anything. 99% of the time. And I only say 99% of the time because this is the 1% right here where I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm like twirling my hair. So she's talking about how her marriage was just unhealthy. And so he says, I don't want to make you talk about painful things, but is there someone I need to drop off a bridge somewhere? And she's like, Oh, like, see, like, I knew they weren't just urban legends. He's so fucking cute. And so she says, you don't strike me as the violent type. And he says, I'm not. I'm a lover, not a fighter. But there are exceptions to every rule. And she says, that's good. I don't care much for fighters. And he says, and your ex was a minotaur, right? There's a minotaur who works here. I saw him as we were heading out to the field. There is, she agreed.
0: Not all minotaurs know each other, Merrick.
1: (laughs) And so she decides to push her luck. He's a good guy. He's been trying to fuck me for the past two years. Got pretty close a few weeks ago. And so his hand on her hip tightened and his eyes flashed a darker red as he tugged her closer. Perfect. I hate everything about him. And I'm like, cool. I'm in love with you.
0: I do like
2: that. Have we mentioned that he has red eyes? Because they make a big point of it.
1: Oh, yeah. He has red eyes. And I'm into it.
2: They do lean into the Mothman look
1: they do i'm into it merrick please call me i'm obsessed
2: it's interesting to me what like got kept of the traditional mothman look and what didn't because like he has the red eyes but he's actually brown he's not like black with red eyes
0: yeah i find his appearance to be very interesting i like how he's like in the dark he's kind of like a luminescent gray Mm -hmm. he sounds very pretty to be honest
2: Oh my yeah. god, Yeah, In the dark, he's, like, pale gray, and then, like, in daytime, you find out that he's actually, like, a, sort of a, like, dusky brown color. Yeah.
1: And I also love the way they describe, like, how he physically feels, too, like, velvety. hmm And I'm like, oh,
2: I want to, let me hold him. Yeah, he he's covered in, like, the moth dust.
0: Yeah, they explain later that he, like, never has to shower because his dust is constantly shedding off of him and that keeps him clean, which is cool. I like that. I also like a few times they mention how she will have like a lot of like dust on her Mm -hmm. just from like, you know, embracing him and having his wings near her and stuff and how she like really wants to just like keep that on her for a little while longer sometimes.
2: Yeah.
0: It's really cute. She
1: is smitten as a kitten.
0: (laughs) I think there's a children... Uh Sorry, I looked up pictures of Mothman, and I found what I think is a children's book called *Dear Mothman*. Oh my god! The only one who understands might not even exist. What the hell is this book? Oh wait, poet and author Robin Gow's moving middle grade novel in verse, *Dear Mothman*, is about a young trans boy dealing with the loss of his friend by writing to his favorite cryptid.
2: Oh, I think I've heard of that.
0: It sounds really nice. It does, man. Gotta read, <laughs> dear Mothman. I guess. Okay. So while they're in the field, after all that talking, they kind of like playfully smear berries on each other, mm-hmm. and then he takes his little his little tongue and like slurps it up, and then he's like, you know what? Let me let me just slurp on down a little lower, and starts like <laughs> starts eating her out while standing up in the field with her which is interesting. I I kind of appreciate this weird position that he is able to do. She actually gets very close to coming and she's like, actually, let's maybe not do this here at my place of work.
1: Yeah. There's one line in here that I highlighted as steamy because it had me like short circuiting. And he said, you're making it very difficult to be a gentleman. And I'm like, I'm going to throw up like violently. I'm ill. I'm sick. I need to go to church. (laughs) The hold that he has on me is honestly concerning.
0: (laughs) I also love that after she says that, he asks, do you want to come over for sex? His matter of factness was adorably hilarious. She decided nearly choking on her laughter, terribly literal. He was leaving nothing to chance this time. And it's like, we love the direct communication. The bluntness is appreciated.
2: I was glad that they didn't fuck in the field because as that was happening, I was like, girl, that's your place of work. Those are like the crops that are like people pay you to pick. (laughs) Like, come on now. Uh.
1: And so, you know, he was saying that, you know, he's having a hard time being a gentleman. And she says, you can be a gentleman tomorrow morning when you make me breakfast. Let's go back to your place for sex. (laughs) <laughs> i found that cuter than like steamy it was just so cute
0: also uh, there's a brief moment where she mentions that she used to be on prozac but she stopped taking it
1: oh yeah and it's like, girl
0: take your medication <laughs> what are you doing
1: no Woo! we're raw dog in <laughs> life baby anyway so they go back to his place it's a nice place. And then they fuck,
0: baby. Oh, boy, do they fuck. Oh, boy. They fuck so much. I'm kind of at a loss for words at this whole scene. First of all, what do we think of the scene? It was
1: great. I was short-circuiting the whole time.
2: Yeah, it, uh, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> they go up to his bedroom and, like, marathon fuck. Yep. yeah. Yeah. His bedroom, which is his whole apartment, by the way.
0: <laughs> he lives in, like, a studio.
2: Yeah, it's like it's like a circular room at the top of a tree. He lives in a treehouse. Yeah, it's basically a treehouse because it's, like, open air, but it has, like, a screen that you can draw around it and, like, an optional roof. Yeah. The way that it's described is crazy it sounds cool and i was like i understand what this looks like in my brain but like you're gonna be up here with like the fucking mosquitoes and shit yeah (laughs) at, at least put the screen up while this is happening. Are there Mosquito Men?
1: Hmm. Is that like a monster or cryptid? It could be. Because if it, it, I feel like if it's like not on like creepypasta, then it doesn't count.
2: That's true. So yeah, they they go up into his like studio treehouse apartment and Merrick eats her out. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, first, she, like, she like rides his fingers. Oh, yeah. For a while. And, and kind of, like, has the same feeling of, like, the exhibitionism.
1: And, like, I love it because she's, like, the one who's, like, guiding his mm-hmm. fingers. Where she's, like, okay, one finger, two finger. And she's, like, controlling him by the wrist. And I'm, like, oh, no, that's really
2: hot. I'm going to yeah. throw up. It's so good. Because <laughs> he's, like, very shy. And she's, like, the more, she's the obviously more experienced one. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, I'm gonna, like, fuck his brains out and, like, make sure that he remembers this.
0: Yeah.
1: She made sure to fuck him so good that I'm going to remember this on my deathbed. I'll be like, you know what? I've lived a pretty good life. I read that Mothman sex scene. I'm still thinking about it five days later.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah, this is where she sees his tongue for the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, this
2: is where- well, yeah. I, was, I was just paging through because I thought that was true. Yeah, this is where she finds out that his tongue is, like, super long.
0: Yeah, and he's also, like, he, quote, wants to drink right from her pussy. Yeah! I, the image of that I actually kind of really liked, even if it's, like, a little creepy, but, like, I don't know, tasting her nectar like she's a flower or whatever-
1: Oh, I was so into it.
0: Yeah, I thought it was kind of <laughs> hot. We also have a nice little Mimi line, note to self, Mothmen love eating pussy. Yeah.
1: Now we know.
2: Yeah, so he eats her out, and then they keep fucking. She, like, finds out what his dick looks like, and it's huge and, like, curved. It's, like, tentacle-like. It's, like, S-shaped, I think they say.
0: Yeah. So, like, I have a lot of things to say about his dick. So, like, first of all, his, like sheath is actually like really sensitive
2: yeah
0: both here a little bit and later on she like fingers him in his sheath
2: yeah it's sensitive and lubricative
0: yeah kind of hot to be honest
1: yeah it's like it's like a slit in like his Mm -hmm. lower Mm -hmm. abdomen where his dick hides
0: and initially she's going down on him and she sees his dick and she's like oh it's kind of it's like smaller and thinner than i thought um like I'm not like disappointed i kind of thought it would be different but you know it's still gonna be good almost certainly and then like the rest of his weird <laughs> like twisted <laughs> dick comes out his crazy dick. welcome to my weird twisted dick <laughs> <laughs>
1: Also, there is one line in here that I cannot ignore because it had me rolling. After he's done eating her out, he says, can we do that again? Which, love the enthusiasm. And she says, Merrick, I'm pretty sure you hoovered an entire layer of nerve endings off my clit. Obviously, we're going to do that again. (laughs) I love her. She's so funny.
0: Also, we have a classic monster trope (gasps) i'm afraid i'm going to hurt you
1: oh my god i'm into Mm -hmm. it i'm so into it i'm like yeah wreck me he says wreck (laughs) me merrick
2: i do like the part before he's like can we do that again where she's like are you sure you have never been with a human because there are human men out there who can't even find the clit yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's also a good line okay
0: so he says you're so soft he murmured his his voice at low hum so soft and delicate i I don't want to hurt you. So last night, V and Oak, Oak's girlfriend, watched a couple of videos about the Twilight movies. and Oh my God. It made me think of that. Yes. Also, she pursed her lips, pushing away her inner voice. Uh, say the line, Claudia. <laughs> First of all, he says, like, once his dick is out, it's out. Like, it's not going back in. Oh, yeah. I find that both hot and a little bit funny and also, like, slightly concerning.
1: Hmm. I did find myself wondering if that was like an actual thing in the animal kingdom. Is it like once an, a creature is raring to go, like, does it have to ejaculate?
0: I feel like that would be bad design, you know? <laughs> he, you know, penetrates her and it takes a while for her to take the whole thing. Also, I have trouble imagining like how physically large he is. The thing that my brain kept doing was like, oh yeah, he <laughs> he has like obviously like a two foot long dick obviously Ah. that's physically Ah. (laughs) impossible
1: and also that thing is thick like yeah it stretches her out
0: apparently it like kind of hurts too Mm -hmm. the thick bottom swell of his curving cock was a heavy pressure and her eyes teared as it pushed into her stretching far past the point of comfort then she asked for a second to adjust Merrick groaned as she shifted, lowering himself to lie above her, and a bolt of white pleasure wiped her vision as the top curve of his cock pressed into her. In this new adjusted position, she was able to feel every inch of him, and when he gave a shallow, tentative thrust, she cried out in pleasure. Oh gods, more. Just like that, more. He began running against her, that familiar low buzz settling around them his cock thick enough to rub every inch of her, and she decided she was going to enjoy learning about Mothman if he fucked her this way with any regularity. Yeah, his dick vibrates, too.
1: Hell Yeah. yeah, it does.
0: And they fuck for, like, hours. Like, she comes multiple times. Also, this is the first instance of them mentioning his insectoid lower legs, which... Is not how I initially pictured him. I guess I was thinking of Fabio again.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I thought he just had, like, regular man legs. Me too.
0: No, he's looking like, um, who's the weird, like, mantis person on space coast, coast to coast? Oh,
1: yeah! (laughs) (laughs) He looks like he skips leg day.
0: (laughs) I know his legs, like, bend back at some point, too.
2: Yeah, like, when they go to get him pants, it, like, talks about he has, like, weird legs that, like, bend backwards.
0: Yeah. Also, as he gets closer to coming, he, like, flies her off the mattress. Mm -hmm. And then he very nicely is like, you know, I'm about to... They never really say come here. They say finish. I can't hold it in. Do you want me to... Finish inside me, she wheezed, her eyes crossing as he vibrated against her (laughs) G-spot. If this is what all Mothmen could do, someone needed to alert the media, alert Congress. This needed to be the headline of every newspaper, the only story talked about on the news. Hot, single Mothmen with Dyson-strength tongues and vibrating dicks are in a neighborhood near you.
1: God, I wish.
0: (laughs) First of all, he, like, bites her neck when he comes hot. Mm -hmm. And he comes, like a gallon.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like a crazy amount.
0: Like, the next day, she is still, like, leaking. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. For, like, the entire next day, too. That doesn't seem physically possible. I know I don't own a vagina yet, but that doesn't seem physically possible to happen. A whole day?
2: Yeah, she, like, goes home from work, and it's established that she, like, is still
0: leaking gum, which, Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of cum.
1: I mean, like you it it could happen.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> y- yeah. Take your word for it. I got to say if if you're into cum, this is this is a book for you.
1: <laughs> me, my breeding kink. I was like, "Oh my god." My
0: <laughs> Same. Woo! Also, after this point, she's like, "I'm probably not going to let him come inside me again because this is like mm-hmm. super inconvenient."
1: I have to wear, like, a diaper the next day.
0: No. She, like, goes to work the next day, too. Yeah. She gets, like, two hours of sleep, mm-hmm. and then goes to work, and meanwhile he probably just, like, passes out right after she leaves.
2: Yeah, they literally like, fuck until dawn, and he yeah. goes
0: to sleep afterwards.
2: Good for them.
0: <laughs> also, after he comes, she, like, gets up and goes to the bathroom, and she looks back at the bed. Beside her, Merrick looked dead she could see the slight <laughs> rise and fall of his fluffy mantle assuring her that he had not expired as he ejaculated
1: <laughs> oh i did love this part so she went to the bathroom she comes back and he says did did you want me to bring you home or and she says i guess it depends on whether you're kicking me out or not he sat up in a panic mouth dropping open no no you don't have to leave you never have to leave i i mean i mean you're more than welcome to stay the night i'm like oh you're such a dork i'm in love with you
0: <laughs> I also really like when he's like, oh, I don't actually sleep on the bed often. I often go and uh-huh. sleep in this little armchair and she like curls up in his lap on the armchair and falls asleep on him.
2: Yeah, he has a chair like specifically designed for people with wings that has like an open back that his wings go through. Yeah.
1: This part was really cute. So I highlighted it as dreamy because the next day, Kalea's is like, oh my God, like, you, why are you texting me back? Oh my God, you're fucking him, aren't you? Girl, What the fuck answer me. <laughs> so she you know, tells her the details of the night. What she hadn't mentioned was that when she'd sent the text, there had been a firm downy chest beneath her cheek that she'd been nuzzling into. His ergonomic moth chair had been surprisingly comfortable and she'd fallen asleep against him beneath the wide open canopy of stars at the top of his tree. When she'd woken, the sky was a pink tinged violet, a white gold glow just beginning to lighten the world at the edge of the tree line. She'd been buffered by the dawn's chill by his velvet covered wings tenderly folded around her and had been impossibly comfortable there in his arms. That's so fucking cute. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The next like while of this book is kind of like- It's not really a montage, but like, yeah, it's a lot of little vignettes of them having fun together, really.
1: It's really cute.
0: I think that's one thing I really like about their relationship It's that they have fun together, like Mm -hmm. they enjoy being in each other's presence and they like joke around and stuff.
1: The thing with a bunch of romance novels is that it either ends when they get together and then we just never see them have fun. And like granted, they're like not together together at this point, but they're together. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, all this build-up with very little payoff. And here it's like we're getting a lot of payoff. And it makes me very happy. And also, like, yeah, just seeing them have fun is very cute because I feel like in a lot of romance novels. We don't see that. It's Like, so much of it is just, like, build up to them getting together that it's just, like, we don't actually, like, see them having an actual relationship. You're just telling me they have feelings and they are, like, acting upon them. But, like,
2: why? Yeah. They don't know each other. Here, it's like, oh, they're doing shit. It's great. Yeah, because Grace, like wants to maximize the time that they have together before like she thinks that Merrick is gonna leave cause he's gonna be done with his like teaching program that he's doing and so she's like oh we're gonna like go on a bunch of dates and like I'm gonna show him around the town and we're like gonna have a nice time together yeah make the most of it
0: they go and get ice cream and she's like hey do you want this mint aphid ice cream oh yeah and he's like girl what do you think I eat <laughs>
2: Uh, also, in here is the
0: last time that we ever see Brogan ever again. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> he just fucks off
1: somewhere.
0: <laughs> oh, also, her boss, like, either the next day or the day after they have sex is like, hey, you know, if you told me that the scientist coming by was your boyfriend, I would have gone a little bit easier on him.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's the day after because that's, that's like the last time that we see Brogan because they're talking about how... <laughs> merrick wanted them to like do a butterfly garden mm-hmm. and grace like sticks up for the idea and is like oh yeah like that would be a big sell for us like we could do this this and this and then she like admits that she's dating merrick i think
0: yeah i love how much she loves her job
2: yeah yeah it's nice
1: I always like seeing our female leads with like fun jobs also. Yeah. And I think this falls into that category.
0: Yeah.
2: Because I say at one point that she like used to be a wedding planner. And then when she moved, she kind of like applied for a nebulous job at the farm and was like, I'm just going to make this into an event planner
0: role, basically. (laughs) (laughs) And Lord, did she do it. They fucking love her work there. Yeah. Also, she talks to Kalea about her night with Merrick. Ha, ha. Ha, ha, without me?
1: <laughs> without me?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she makes a point of, like, he's never been with a human before. I don't know if he's been with anyone before. I could have just taken this little mothman's virginity. Yeah. That's such a big responsibility.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> so funny.
0: They never really confirm or deny whether he's a virgin. Nope. I feel like he fucks. Like,.
1: He had to have fucked before, like, back in his college days.
2: Yeah, I feel like he has to have, but he's, like, definitely inexperienced.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or he's at least not fucked a human before. How different could it be? I mean, like, with moth people, I guess it's one thing. But, like, it seems that most of the species are, like, humanoid-esque, even the moth people. But, like, I just constantly have questions about the sexual reproduction of our characters.
1: Yes, I would like to know for research.
0: (laughs) Just research.
1: Just research. Reading this, honestly, it's like, I mean, I loved it. It felt, it was great. But also just, I feel like every book we've read has stuck to the same formula that this, when it ended, it almost felt like abrupt. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, we didn't get that, that third act bullshit. Yeah. But I'm like, this is a good thing though. But we're just, I feel we've just consumed so much of that that now it's like, oh, this is just the formula. And I'm like, oh, this, what, what is this? This is different.
0: There was a moment Towards the end of the penultimate chapter, Grace is just, like, dreading the fact that Merrick will probably be leaving soon. hmm The chapter ends, and I turn the page, and it's, like, part four, happily ever after. Yeah! I'm like, oh, okay.
1: Thank <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> for
0: real. I was gonna, like, commend the balls of Nascosta to, if it didn't have a happy ending, if, like, you know, he does end up having to move, and she doesn't want to move, and they just part ways and remember each other fondly i would have been like a little bit devastated but also like the balls that would take yeah but no yeah we got a happily ever after i was i was happy for it
1: thank goodness for that but yeah like i said it just like it almost felt incomplete and then i remembered that hey it doesn't need to stick to that formula and it honestly shouldn't stick to that formula the formula sucks it's garbo i talk about this constantly
0: Before we get to that, though, I do want to talk about when he gets his own lab coat. Because the lab coat he wears is like... (laughs) He essentially kind of wears two half lab coats. Because he wears it backwards. Because he needs it in the back open for his wings. And then he, like, cuts the front down the middle. I'm not sure if he does all the way or what. But, like... It's clearly, first of all, the one he has is, like, two years old and fucking in tatters. So, one morning, I guess they have, like, keys to each other's apartments now. He lets herself into her apartment before she wakes up in the morning, and she can apparently hear him, like, pacing around excitedly so much that she wakes up and she's like, okay, like, what's going on? And she sees immediately that he's wearing, like, a lab coat that's designed for people with wings. And he says, like, look what the people at my lab got for me. Because he's had, like, such trouble in the past making connections with people in his lab. Mostly because they were, like, all humans. And he has, like, made friends there. And friends who are like, hey, we all got together and bought you this <laughs> this lab coat, like, specifically designed for you. So you don't have to wear that thing anymore. <laughs> and, like, he's clearly so touched by it. She says, "Well they must really like you that's not surprising to hear you're probably all a bunch of lab coat know-it-alls and she says that he looks very handsome and I just think that moment is really really nice
1: it's really cute yeah. it's really nice and it's just like he's been like so accepted by everybody really mm-hmm. and like we know that he hasn't seen this level of acceptance anywhere else before yeah it's like babe you can't leave see <laughs> No one's going to treat you as
2: good as they are. To be fair, he does get microaggressed by one of the werewolves.
0: Yeah, there's a moment where like one of the mayoral candidates or like the brother of one is like at the orchard or the farm or whatever. And he comes up to Grace at her little stall to like say goodbye and like, hey, thanks for showing us around and stuff. And he, like, locks eyes with Merrick for, like, a second and then back to Grace and his expression is, like, clearly very different now. After that, Grace is like, cool, let's buy you pants. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, you know, boo, let him be nude.
1: Again, he's not hanging dong. It's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah it's
2: fine. He's smooth down there. He's like a Ken <laughs> doll.
0: <laughs> and he, okay, this is another very autistic code thing, but, like... Clothes are really uncomfortable for him and they get in the way of his flying and stuff. So he doesn't really like wearing clothes. I found it a little little sad and frustrating that he'll probably have to law, wear pants.
1: Yeah. Cowards. Yeah. I love him. Let him go nude.
2: (laughs) I like the part in this little montage where they go to the grocery store together. I just thought it was cute. You want to tell us about that? Please. Yeah, they this is after the the pants situation. They both like end up working late one night, so they like go to the grocery store in the middle of the night because Merrick is like really hungry and throwing a fit about it. (laughs) So they go to the twenty four hour food griffin, which is clearly (laughs) supposed to be a food lion, and I thought that was funny. Uh, Oh, I didn't get that.
0: We don't have that
2: here. I liked the detail that they have a grocery store that's open 24 hours because there are like a bunch of nocturnal creatures that live in the town. Yeah, that's cute. And so it's actually like really crowded when they go because there's like a bunch of vampires and stuff there. Um, (laughs) And so they go to the grocery store and Merrick is like throwing a fit about how hungry he is. And he's like, I'm just gonna die here. Go like get yourself a frozen pizza and leave me me here to die. And she's like, stop being a baby. And they like browse the produce section. and He starts just stealing fruit out of the produce section.
0: Yeah, they're like in line to check out. And his, she like, out of the corner of her eye, sees his tongue go like, flip, flip, like across <laughs> to the produce section to steal a couple of bits of fruit.
1: I just thought of like a frog, like darting its tongue out to catch bugs.
0: Yeah, it's really cute. Also, the last sex scene, pretty odd. I appreciate how like it feels like very slightly gender fucky because like she spends quite a little while fingering him or fingering his his cock slit. (laughs) Essentially, hell yeah. That night, she's like, I feel like if we fuck for hours, I'm going to like really regret it in the morning physically. So, like, I'm gonna use the vibrator wand on him for a while. I also like how she says that she thinks the vibrator wand is overrated. <laughs> like weird little opinion to have in there, but not incorrect if we're talking about the Hitachi too big. Yep. She also talks about how he clearly has some kind of like human kink, either now or maybe he's always <laughs> had one <laughs> where he like, he really loves her curves and especially her boobs. Like, Mm -hmm. he loves her boobs. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, so she uses the wand on him for a while, and then turns it off and, like, warms him until he, like, cannot take it anymore. I thought this scene was nice. It's cute. It's hot. Yeah. Oh, and he, he comes on her tits, of course. Nice. And it's described as afterwards she knelt in a puddle. Jesus Christ. That sounds like a lot.
2: Imagine mopping that up.
0: Yeah. Also, apparently he immediately fretted over, like, cleaning her up, which I think is cute.
2: So after this, like, little montage of them just having a nice time, Grace is working a wedding at the barn on the farm. During this wedding, Kalea, like, approaches her and is like, hey, like, this guy was here the other day and said, like, he's from this program that is, like, in South America and he, like, does what Merrick does and I was telling him about Merrick so like maybe Merrick will like go and work with him because he's like trying
0: to staff his
2: program.
0: He says it like such a a non-issue thing too like oh yeah I guess your boyfriend will move to South America.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Mad casual. And Grace is like oh no I don't want that to happen even though I feel like preparing for him to leave this whole time I don't actually want him to leave. And so she has this realization and she like abandons the wedding and goes to be with him there's like a paragraph in here so she hadn't told him how sweet his caring consideration was nor how attractive he was when he spoke about his work she never let on that she'd wanted him to stay that she wanted to see where their relationship might go if it had room to breathe and grow wanted to see how deeply she could fall in love with him she hadn't been looking for love but something special had in fact dropped out of the sky and you're gonna let him just fly away without a fight no, I'm not, she whispered, I'm not. Um, and so she like leaves the wedding in her co-worker's hands and is like, I have to go to him. <laughs> and she goes to Merrick's like tree house apartment and is like, I don't want you to leave, you can't leave. I like I if you left and like I hadn't told you that I want you to stay, I would regret it for the rest of my life. I love spending time with you, blah blah blah. And Merrick's like, what are you talking about? I'm not leaving. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's like, I told you like a couple of months ago or a couple of weeks ago that I was like, (laughs) working on finishing out my my
1: dissertation.
0: Yeah, my dissertation here. Did you not like listen
2: He's like, I literally told you this months ago. And she's like, oh. (laughs) I love this. Merrick
1: threw up his hands in confusion. What are you talking about? I'm going to finish my dissertation here. I decided that about a month ago. I told you about it. Were you listening? I've been ABD for so long and this is such a good program and it's a really nice school. And the people here, the people are actually nice. I want to finish it up here and see if I can get a position. When did I tell you I was leaving? It's like, girl... (laughs)
0: pay attention when your boyfriend speaks lord knows that he pays attention to you probably
1: oh my god and i love this and so she was saying she's like oh you know like wasn't planning on like falling in love with you and everything and so he says say that again and she says say which part i say a lot of stuff the part where you said you fell in love with me it was an accident she whispered i wasn't looking for a relationship I knew you weren't going to be here long, and I I didn't mean for it to happen, but you're just too damn fluffy to resist. And he says, that's okay. I fell in love with you very intentionally. That makes up for it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm supposed to move on from this?
0: (laughs) It's good. I I really liked this ending. I thought it was sweet. I liked how there wasn't, like, an outward conflict, but it was a resolution of, like, an inward conflict Mm -hmm. about how, like, she was really attempting to restrain these feelings that she had for him and you know in trying to do that she like never truly expressed how she felt for him in like words obviously she did in actions like a lot i think it's sweet that the final bit of this is like not even confessing like just saying out loud what they both already know
2: yeah 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 it's nice
0: so that's the book yeah it ends (laughs) there it does just end there she's like let's go back to the well put on pants first of all and let's go back to the wedding i want to introduce everyone to my boyfriend and that's it cute and then we get and then american grace will return in other cambrick creek stories
1: yay
0: i like that the link tree is link slash monster underscore bait
2: hell yeah <laughs> so two things i like that the link tree has a link that's like here's my Kofi page if you've stolen my books and want to like shoot me ten dollars <laughs> that made me laugh good on it. i also like the avenger style stinger that's like american grace will return yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: We found that a lot of these anthology type things have something like that at the end. Like, mm-hmm. they, these will return.
1: I'm just looking at the picture of Merrick at the end of the book. That's my man.
0: Yeah, look at that little twink.
1: I love him.
0: <laughs> all right, so do we all want to move into rankings here? Okay. So, smash or pass, Merrick Mothman.
1: My answer may surprise you. <laughs> smash, 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 smash. I'm in love with him. I'm obsessed with him. I'm going to marry him.
0: <laughs> Marn? Yeah, absolutely, smash. I love him. Yeah, I think he's really nice. I think that he is everything Colin Benjamin could have been.
1: Yes, yes. Yep. At 100% yes.
0: If Colin Benjamin was written better. Yep. By more talented authors. Sorry, Jenny. <laughs> Marn and Nicole smash her pass grace human
1: (laughs) smash
0: (laughs) smash yeah smash i like her i like that she gets over like some of her insecurities and like works through a little bit of trauma about her last relationship i like that she's passionate about her job i like that she likes to fuck i think that's pretty cool
1: hell yeah
0: also i like that Merrick has like a lower sex drive in a sense. Like, he's always willing to, like, go down on her. He loves that. But he, like, can only really penetrate her, like, once or twice a month. That's just, like, how his species works, really. And I don't know, I just thought that that was nice that they have, like, this kind of, like, imbalance in their um, sexual needs, I guess, and they still make it work and have fun with it.
1: Yeah, and I mean she also says it works because like he would destroy her vagine and like yeah. cervix otherwise. So it's like, you know, like we're good here.
0: Alright, well, Nicole and Marne, what do you give this book for steaminess out of five?
1: I think a five. I'm gonna give it a five.
0: I'm giving it a five too. This book is really hot. I think it's uh-huh. really well written. The sex scenes are like nice and long, like a nice length,
1: mm-hmm. very
0: detailed, <laughs> a lot of cum.
1: <laughs> a lot of cum. <laughs> Okay. Now, what would y'all give this for Dreamy?
0: I'm going to give it a five. Me too. I am slightly hesitant because on some level, I do wish there was like a little bit more. But the thing is that I really love their relationship as it's shown. I I love Mm -hmm. that they get to know each other like as people and as friends. And I, I like them enjoying each other's company i also think that they should never ever tell their friends how they met no yes absolutely not never it's like how quentin reviews in his most recent six hour video he said he got a message on patreon from one of his patrons that was like I proposed to my girlfriend with your video in the background, and he was like, "That's really beautiful." Tell your friends a different story, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so Mark, what are you what are you giving this for? Dreaminess?
2: Yeah, I think like a four point five. Yeah, that's fair. They could never tell the story of how they met.
1: All right, and finally, meminess.
0: Like a two and a half to a three. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't think it's that mean. There's a lot of fun, fun bits and funny bits in here. Mm-hmm. I like the weird lore and stuff. It didn't hit that box for me, you know? Mm-hmm. It was fine. It was middle of the road. Are you about to give this another triple five?
1: Oh, no, no, no. Okay. I I wish, like, I want to, but, like, Mimi was a little lacking. I just thought yours would be higher. Mine was, like, I'm going to give it a solid four because I just thought it was, like, so fun And then honestly, I got a kick out of like the sexual exploration of Mothman anatomy. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, this is so fun to me. And it's just like, what's going to happen next? Oh, his like dick is hiding in a little slit on his abdomen. Cool. Also, his tongue unfurls like a fucking fruit roll up. I love this. This is great. (laughs) So I got a kick out of that. I guess like mostly the lore and like monster aspect of it was very fun to me. Mm -hmm. But also there were some very funny lines in here. And then also just like the like the milking thing, which will <laughs> oh, never gosh. leave my stupid little brain. It was just a fun book. It was a fun book. So I'm gonna give it a solid four for
2: Mimi. Okay. Mark. I think like a three. There's definitely some humor, but a lot of it feels too intentional for me to call it Mimi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
1: feel like that's an issue for me when it doesn't land, but I feel like it did land here so i was like okay so i don't mind this because a lot of the times i'm just like oh this is bad this was executed poorly it landed mm-hmm. poorly this is just making me embarrassed for the author but not this time
0: i have to agree all right do we have final thoughts uh martin
2: i really like this book i might read more in the
0: series because i'm like interested in this world that's been built up here <laughs> Honestly, if you do, I want to hear about it.
2: Yes. I will I will tell you. I
1: plan on also reading books from this series because I'm curious now, what's the milking one gonna be about?
0: There's also more in this series that like aren't listed in the same series on Amazon. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. one that's like romancing the golden marquee or something like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I like I flipped through per catalog and there's like a bunch of ones that are like their own thing and then some that are like a bunch of them are like shared universe, but some are like more intense and horror y than others apparently. Mm-hmm. Oh, next year. There is a Sleepy Hollow retelling. Yeah. Ooh. She did like a Sleepy Hollow retelling and she also has a Phantom of the Opera one too. Oh my <laughs> god. Okay. I'm this is my new favorite author.
1: I'm sorry <laughs> to Haruki Murakami. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do believe we'll be seeing CM Nastasca on this podcast again sometime in the future
1: absolutely hell yeah yeah
0: I really liked this book I had a fun time reading it I was really glad because I was afraid when I started it that I was Mm -hmm. not gonna like it because honestly it could have gone either way
1: 100%
0: but I felt we lucked out with this one
1: Absolutely. Again, it's like, because I mean, how did we decide on this book? How did I decide on this book?
0: I don't know. You sent me the the description when we were like about to record an episode one time.
1: Did my friend recommend this? Oh my God. If he did, I had to tell him that I loved it.
0: Yeah. I just remember you like sending me the Goodreads page and being like, hey, read this out loud for me. I was being like, all right, exhibition Mothman. (laughs) (laughs) Because the title was not very clear that it was going to be a Mothman.
1: yes. Uh-huh, back in February. Ah. he's like, I don't know if you're still doing your smut podcast, but I do have a recommendation.
0: <laughs> hey, like seven or eight months in the making.
1: And I just said, oh my God. <laughs> that was my <laughs> only response. So I'm going to tell him now. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Claudia, where can the people find you?
0: You can find me at PunkDyke on Twitter, P-U-N-K-D-Y-K-E. Can't believe nobody had that at. Can't believe I'm still using that website occasionally else will i go not to tumblr where my url is <sighs> punkprotectorclaudia.tumblr.com, because wow. somebody had punk dyke already and is just squatting on the url and the like coo of tumblr or whatever said hey you can report somebody if they're squatting on a url but i couldn't find a way to report them Boo! Boo. if anyone wants to go report punk dyke on tumblr please do
1: <laughs> and Marn, thank you for joining us this week it is always a pleasure yeah thank you for having me where can the people find you you can find me on twitter at Corp survivors and you can find me nowhere bitch i'm off of twitter <laughs> <laughs> where you can find me is in the three little words discord mm. so you know if you have something you if you have something you want to say you can say it to <laughs> me there
0: <laughs> yep. you can also email us at steamy at gmail.com both of those are in the description the link to the discord and our email and if you like the show take a second and rate five stars on your podcaster of choice and leave a review if you leave a five-star review we will read it out on the show as long as it is appropriate
1: and for all you spooky bitches out there we also have another podcast mm. called We see Saw, where Claudia and I seesaw. So, you know, it's end of October, but if you still want some extra spookiness in your spooky season, definitely check that out.
0: Yep. The entire series is out now. It's done. There might be a bonus episode or two, but the entire miniseries is there for your listening pleasure. The episodes are about half the length of this show. And uh, we worked really hard on it. So if you are interested in horror and especially Saw, I highly recommend our own show.
1: Yes, unbiased opinion. It's good.
0: The reviews are in on We See Saw. Sea of Thieves Enjoyer in the Moonshot Discord says, I love the hell out of this show. I wish Saw would make a trap to eat my ass. So keep (laughs) that in mind, listeners. That's, that's an endorsement.
1: Well, thank you again for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Or say bye. Bye. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by our patrons June B, the Evergreen Collective, and Ace Sinister, and by listeners like you. Thank you. and Nicole are being held in the basement of an undisclosed abandoned building. Their task is to watch every movie in the Saw franchise before the release of Saw 10 on September 29th and provide thoughtful analysis.
2: Your challenge is to listen to them cover two Saw films
0: a week in their new miniseries We See Saw. Every Monday and Thursday, here on the Moonshot Network. Let the game begin.